the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. Many Christians today have accepted Bible teaching through the media to be as relevant as assembling together in the house of God. The Bible commands Christians to regularly assemble together because we, the people, are the church. The media serves a great purpose for those who are temporarily or permanently unable to assemble due to various life challenges. But there is no excuse for those of us who are able. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Listen in with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. Number two, what is the purpose of the church? To provide a place of fellowship for believers. Acts chapter 2, verse 42a says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, which means teaching and fellowship. The Greek word for fellowship is koinonia, which means partnering or sharing things in common with one another. We partnership together. We share things in common with one another. Believers in Christ are to come together in love by faith and encouragement, being united as one in spirit and in purpose. The church is to also be a place of fellowship. Say fellowship. Fellowship. Where Christians can be devoted to one another and honor one another to the glory of God. In a world filled with hate, This world is filled with injustice. This world is filled with racial injustice. The church must set the the standard as to what it means to possess selfless Christ-like love which seeks the highest good of others. If genuine love is not on display in the Lord's church, then where can we find it? Number three, the purpose of the church is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. The purpose of the church is to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Matthew 28, 19 says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The church is called to be faithful in sharing the gospel through word and deed. The church is mandated by God to be witnesses for Christ, to rescue the perishing. People are dying in their sins. They're dying going to a terrible place called hell. And we have the key to the kingdom with the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet we keep our mouths shut or we are too shamed to announce that we are Christians. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The church is to be the light of the world. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. My friend, the church is also to be salt, the salt of the earth, which is to be a preserving influence in the midst of a corrupted world. 
pointing people toward our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We should be a preserving influence. That's right. When you are present amidst unbelievers, when you are living around uh, corrupted people, you ought to be so salty that they feel the sting of your relationship with God. That's right. Matthew 5.13 says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? You know, you want something that's seasoned. You don't want it just bland. And, and when food, that's some folk can cook, but when, when you got a person that, that can really cook, you don't have to add nothing to their cooking. It's just enough salt, just enough pepper, just enough season oil, whatever you use. And they don't have to go buy a, what'd you call that? A recipe. No, they can just, my mama can just get her hands and just get a little flour, a little sugar, a little this, a little that, and she makes some good tea cakes. That's right. She, I mean, she can make those things. She, she can make that cake, that coconut cake, that German, uh, that German chocolate cake. She can make that, all those cakes, and she just put it in there. Then she, sometimes she put a sample on the side. You ever, you, you ever seen your mama do a sample on the side? And you know, when you eat that sample, that sample is so good, it just makes you more hungrier for the real thing. Cause you want more. That sample is so good. And let me tell you, we ought to taste and see that the Lord is good. And what you're, amen, what you're sampling today is a foretaste of more to come when we get in heaven. A foretaste of what to come when we get to heaven. Beloved, the purpose of the church is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to save lost sinners, and also make them disciples of Christ. Matthew 28, 19a says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. That's what we did just this past week. My wife met with the ladies and she discipled them. I met with the men and uh, discipled them. And did we have a great time in both sessions? I heard the, the women were so blessed. A disciple is a learner and follower of Jesus Christ. You got to make disciples. Now, you're not born a disciple. You're born into the kingdom. But once you're born into the kingdom, you have to be made a disciple. What is a disciple? A disciple is a learner and follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. A learner, if you're going to be a good learner, first of all, when you're sitting in the presence of those who are ministering, you've got to know you can't be the great talker and the great opinion sayer. You need to be still, be quiet, and don't lead the conversation. Let the teacher, let the, let the word of God minister. We know you're there. Sometimes people want to share how much they know. If that's the case, you need your own discipleship group. That's right. You need to be still, be quiet, and don't, don't act like you know so much. You're there to be a learner and a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. You got some people that get in these meetings and Sunday school classes and Bible study. The poor teacher can't get a word in. Answer. They just talk, 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 talk. And she trying to say, but. I just talk, 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 talk. Uh, 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 hey, the lesson's that Well, I got another. I talk, 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 talk. Hush. Be still. Listen. Talk when the teacher says talk. When the teacher want to move on, be quiet. So you can grow. Look how quiet it gets. Won't y'all say amen if I'm... Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. That's why we have global ministry in various parts of the world. Number four. uh, What's the purpose of the church? The purpose of the church? 
the, the body of Christ come together to minister to one another. We come together to minister to one another. Wow. Did you get that? I say this one for last because, ooh, ooh, it's some nuggets in here. Beloved, there are some things that radio, television, internet, social media, and technology cannot do. I know you love all that stuff, but some things they can't do. They can't do. They can't do. For example, technology cannot marry you. Technology cannot bury you. Technology cannot visit you in the hospital when you're sick. Also, I tell you something else technology can't do. Technology can't touch you. You say touch. Now I know all this inappropriate touching out there and all this sexual harassment, everything. Now somebody look at you kind of cuckoo. They say, yeah, sexual harassment. Ooh. I know a lot of that's real. But listen, don't bring all that in the Lord's house now. Won't y'all say amen? Satan to get busy and have everybody looking at each other cross-sided because of what's going on in that going on in the world. You come to church to be touched in a healthy way. You say, what do you mean? There are some people been weeks without a hug. That's body ministry. There are people who come here. They need to be affirmed. They, they need, they need someone to lay hands and pray on them so that they can be delivered. Delivered. People need to be ministered to as they go through trials. There's somebody under my voice right now by radio, television, and even this congregation. You going through the trials and you're in a real tough place right now. There are saints among us who have lost, have lost their jobs. Some in depression. There are saints amidst us right now have major, major decisions to make about their lives, about their jobs, about their own health, and so forth. There are saints here who are lonely. They don't even have one friend. There are saints here who are sick, and they need somebody to just come alongside them and say, we love you, and we care. As human beings, we can come up with countless reasons to neglect our church attendance. And as he continues today's message, Pastor Rander addresses several of them. We cannot afford to give Satan a stronghold in this area of our lives. We must not be negligent in our church attendance. The enemy will cause all kinds of distractions. And all we have to do is look to our all-powerful God to defeat him every time. And we'll reap rewards for our determination and faithfulness. Remember to keep your Bible, pen, and paper handy. There are saints here who have just experienced the death of loved ones. And you got others who come along and say, I've been right where you are. I lost my mother, or I lost my daddy, or I lost my grandmother, or my grandfather. Let me pray for you. I know how void that can be. And I know you miss your departed loved one. You see, that's called body ministry. Say body ministry. That is so missing in a church. That's amazing when churches can come together, assemble themselves together. You know, last week we had people come. We had a call to the altar. All of you who are stressed, come forward. 
It was so many. I had about three things on a prayer agenda I wanted to pray for, but I couldn't get to the next two because so many came up for stress. You think that blessed them? That sure did. It sure, sometimes I say, I want you on this side to go all the way on this side of the building. You go all the way on that side of the building. Get building. Get out of your comfort zone. Ask somebody their name and how can you pray for them? You think that that blesses them? It sure does. You see, I, I want to tell you something. The ministry of touch is so spiritually powerful. It is so spiritually powerful. By the way, Jesus had a touching ministry. You say he did? Yes, he did. Can you prove it? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Jesus touched children in Mark 10, 13. He laid hands on the blind man in Mark chapter 8, verse 25. Jesus laid his hands on sick people. Mark chapter 6, verse 5. Jesus touched lepers, touched a leper and made him whole. Luke chapter 5, verse 13. Again, body ministry is so valuable in the life of the church. In the life of the church. And there's, there are many churches who meet, they come and they have a little uh, 30 seconds of shake somebody's hand uh, right next to you. And that's for about 30 seconds and that's it. And you know what? A lot of them leave before the benediction. They're out of here because they want to beat the crowd out the parking lot and they could care less about what you're going through. And the poor person sit there and they just said, this is the most unfriendly, this is the most unfriendliest church I've ever been in. Now that's not true of Maranatha. We, we just, we just love all over you. That's right. We love all of them. There are many churches are cold and insensitive. You ought to, you ought to want to minister to blacks who come in here, interracial couples who come in here, the, the elderly, the young, who, whoever. You want to treat people like, like you would have wanted, like you would have wanted to be treated when you first cracked those doors. How many of you came to Maranatha because it was a friendly, loving church and you felt welcome here? Will you raise your hands? Look, look at that. Look at that. That's what it's all about. It's about body ministry. Galatians 6, chapter, chapter 6, verse 2 says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. To bear one another's burden is to help them to endure, those who are burdened down, to endure and overcome their problems. You walk with these persons in the body of Christ who are going through times of affliction. There are persons right amidst us who are way down and they're about to collapse and they need you to come alongside them to undergird them and to refresh them. Now listen closely. Pride will cause some of you to say, I don't need anyone. Huh. I can make it by myself. Yeah, sure. Sooner or later, there will come a time when your circumstances, crises, or health issues will cause you to be so helpless to the point of needing others. Okay, you keep on with that attitude. I remember before the days of cell phones and all these things, we stayed right next to a highway in Houston, I-59. And the railroad tracks was right here and our block was right in the middle. It was before the days of cell phones and all this stuff, people's car would break down. 
and they would walk. Some of the houses they couldn't get to because they had they, the houses were fenced in. They had German shepherds barking and growling, so they knew not to go to those houses. But but we didn't have a fence in our front yard, and my mother would always end up with strangers. They called her the friend of highway strangers. And and they would come, and they would knock on her door. When I was a little boy, I would see it. Ma'am, and they were all colors, all kinds. My car broke down. Can I use your telephone? And my mama uh, would say, sure, you can use my telephone. Here it is, right? She's so friendly. You know, they were, she was so friendly. I, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so glad that God took care of her. And, and it happened again and again and again. And they said, well, let me give you some money. She said, I don't want your money. I just want to be a blessing. Remember that? But when your car breaks down, you could just pull out stuff. You needed people. Stop saying you don't need people. If you don't need people, then do your own lab work. <laughs> if you don't need people, be your own doctor. If you don't need people, be your own architect. If you don't need teacher, people, teach yourself. Be your own nurse. If you don't like the songs, then be your own musician. That's right. That's right. You didn't, listen. God will make you eat your words. It's possible, and I hope it never happened, for you to get so sick, you can't even rise up and take yourself to the top. You can't even turn yourself over. You can be that sick because someone else have, have to bathe you. Don't tell me you don't need anybody. Sooner or later, all of us going to need somebody at some point of time. What I'm saying is that you need to sow spiritual blessings in the lives of people. Do good while you can to the elderly, to the young, to the babies, to the poor, to the wealthy, to all these. You, you know why? Because when you reap, when you sow well and sow blessing, guess what? When you get old and can't do, my, my mama loves saying, cast your bread out on the water and after many days it shall return. You reap what you what? Oh God, if I get old, and I'm going to get old, somebody say you're already old, and that's true too. <laughs> Some of y'all old too, you just won't acknowledge it. And can't do, I know without a doubt, God's going to send me some help. You know why? Because I've been helping people. My wife won't have to do all this by herself, but she, I, I won't have to do it all by myself. We're going to have more help than we can handle simply because we have been a blessing. Now, if you're not a blessing and you always running out, you too, you're too busy for people, you're too busy to come to church, you leave before the benediction, you can't pray for one person, then when you get in your situation, you will reap what you sow. The word of God says, bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. In closing, many who claim to be Christians but have no desire to gather with believers on the Lord's day to worship Christ in spirit and truth may be an indication that they are not saved at all. That could be the case. You somebody saying they're a believer, but they, they could care less. Come once every seven weeks, once every four weeks, and could care less. Easter, Mother's Day, Christmas, funerals and weddings. Beloved, 
Gathering with members of the body of Christ is a sacred thing. Gathering with members of the body of Christ on the Lord's day is a what? Sacred thing. Gathering with members on the with with members of the body of Christ on the Lord's day is a what? Sacred thing. Your life will be so blessed, spiritually enriched, and encouraged if you are determined to systematically and regularly gather with God's people in his house and worship Christ. I close with this scripture and you're going to hear it time and time again. Psalms 122.1 I was glad when they said unto me let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me let us go to the house of the Lord. And when you when it comes to the house of the Lord, oh, here we go. Better show up because I've been there two Sundays, you know. You're not glad. You're not glad. Listen, I run to the Lord's house. I get here early because I can't wait to be with you. I can't wait to minister the word. I can't wait to be with the people of God. I didn't just start doing it. You said, well, you're a preacher. You're supposed to do it. Let me tell you something. I was doing this when I was a child. I would enjoy sitting on the first row of the church. And I would sit there and I'd look at that preacher. And I would enjoy it. And sometimes my parents didn't go to church, but I wanted to go. And my mama told the children, even if they didn't go sometimes, they said, Randy got to go. I got to take all of you. All of you. And my sisters and brothers, they got mad at me because I, I wanted to go. And then when we came home, and I, you know, we had that piano, and then we played church. I was playing, my sister was shouting, somebody else was preaching, then I started preaching, and we just had a Holy Ghost time, and then we were playing church. Now I'm with the real church. I remember when I was a teenager, I would help my pastor. I would help you on, 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 they had those waiters on, those waiters, and I would help him in there and get him in his, in his waiters, and then get her and get him out, you know, dress, help dress him, so he can get back out there. Sometimes I said, Randy, uh, can you go get me some chicken? I'll go get some chicken. <laughs> oh, I, want me to, uh, I need to go to the airport and pick somebody up. I would go, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't duck and hide and run. I was right there. Some of y'all not even around for me to say, your, I ain't going to call your name because you're going to get mad at me for your <laughs> You're not even around for me to call your name and say, look, can you get me a piece of chicken? I've been here all day long. Can you go around the churches? I'm hungry. Go get your own food. You mean-spirited member you. <laughs> Listen, I enjoy. And now I said, when I was at the first church in Israel, then all of a sudden, God gave me flashback because people, now when I baptize, there are people, uh, personalities like Donnell and others, they come in and change me. And they put me in to get me out. And every time they do something to me, I have flashback of what I did when I was a teenager. I was sowing something, not knowing what I was going to read. You understand what I'm saying? I love going to church. That was before I was preaching. Let me tell you something. My mama, if she was here, she said, oh, Randy, I wish I could go to your church and give a tithe as testimony. She told me that just the other day on the phone. She's 86 years old. And she told me all the time on the phone. She said, you taught your mama and daddy how to tithe. 
That's what she said. Because you know what? I used to work for, I used to sing at um, the Houston Coraliers, Houston Club downtown, making about $600 an hour. And then uh, I was uh, working at a, also uh, St. Joseph Hospital, Red Cap, uh, cleaning the stairwells of the hospital. And there was, there was sometimes three or four weeks in a row, I couldn't go to church because of my job. But every I enveloped on that day, I had it dated and had my 10% of, of income out of each one of those checks piled, piled up on, on the dresser. So when I did go back to church, they would get clusters of envelopes with the tithes of when I couldn't come. So you know how parents are, they get nosy and get all in your business. <laughs> they tipped in my room one day when I wasn't there. They didn't find marijuana. <laughs> they didn't find crack. <laughs> they found several tithing envelopes with my name on it, with dated where I gave an offering, tithes and offerings to the Lord. So they sneaked in my room snooping and they stumbled across those checks they didn't expect to see. My mama said, Sanders. He said, what? Randy's tithing. She said, what? Randy's tithing. She said, we ain't doing that. And she, they got so convicted that here I am, a teenager, Give it to the Lord that they start giving and they've been tithing ever since because of seeing me do it unto the Lord. So when you see me doing that, you say, don't, don't, don't tell you, well, because you were a preacher, because you were a pastor. No, it was way back yonder when. And God is now just blessing my faithfulness. If you want God to bless you, be faithful. You see what I said? You want God to be, you want God to bless you? Be faithful. Be faithful. Just be faithful. God blesses faithfulness. And he frowns on sorrows. And all God's children said. Pastor Rander concludes part one of this message with the question, what is the purpose of the church? Listen to his God-inspired answers and reflect on this. God gave his son to pay the penalty for our sin. Then he took his rightful place with his Father in heaven. Through the indwelling Holy Spirit, God has empowered us as Christians to be his representatives here on earth until he returns. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.